Welcome to The Catalyst, where we explore creative ideas to spark innovation in an unhealthy healthcare system. I'm your host, Dr. Lara Salyer, a physician and mom of three who is reimagining the way I practice medicine after suffering and overcoming burnout. Join me as I teach you how to optimize flow and catalyze your own revolution in healing. Tune in for candid conversations with leading experts in conventional and holistic healthcare who dare to believe a better future is possible for all of us. Life is made of teeny catalytic moments of immense impact. When strung together, the transformation is magical. Join us and let's color outside the lines. Welcome to the Catalyst Podcast. In this episode, you are going to meet Dr. Cheng Her. Now, real quick, you got to understand, this person is a true catalyst. He is in my state of Wisconsin, and I loved our conversation. We talk about the North Star that drives you to open your practice. Um, we talk about his journey through his conventional family practice career into launching his own functional medicine clinic. He talks about what he needs to continue stoking his curiosity and passion and how he has developed a teaching kitchen that is a self-expressive vote for why he is in the functional medicine paradigm. And I especially love his tips that he shared to keep functional medicine simple and fundamental. So listen in. Dr. Cheng Her completed his undergraduate studies at the University of Notre Dame in Notre Dame, Indiana, where he graduated with a Bachelor of Arts in Psychology and Pre-Professional Studies. This is important because you'll hear a lot of psychology woven into the design of his clinic. I was fascinated to hear about the feng shui. After graduating from the University of Minnesota Medical School, Dr. Herr was accepted to the Family Medicine Residency Training Program in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Wisconsin School of Medicine and Public Health in Madison. Dr. Herr undertook a primary care research fellowship while serving as junior faculty with the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health. This graduate research program culminated in a Master of Science in Population Health bestowed by the University of Wisconsin. He's also an Institute for Functional Medicine Certified Practitioner, having successfully completed his additional training in 2018. Dr. Herr was formerly on staff at the Gunderson Health System in Family Practice in La Crosse, where he practiced full-scope family medicine from 2002 to 2010, after which he practiced outpatient family medicine until 2020. But currently, this is the exciting part, Dr. Herr is the founder and owner of Telos Functional and Integrative Medicine, LLC, his private clinical practice in La Crosse, Wisconsin. You'll get to hear how he's designed this from the floor up. And he's also the founder and owner of Techni Functional Medicine Academy, a new clinical and business consultation firm that offers mentorship, collaboration, and support for medical practitioners and healthcare professionals seeking to integrate a fully transitional practice into functional medicine and integrative medicine. I love his style, his exuberant passion about medicine, teaching kitchens, nutrition. You'll learn a lot from this episode, but you definitely will walk away with a buoyancy and lightness that anything is possible. You have everything you already need inside to practice functional medicine. And if you have a zone of genius or a specific passion that deserves to be unleashed and expressed in your version of a functional medicine clinic. So without further ado, here is the great interview with Dr. Her. 
Welcome to this thrilling episode of the Catalyst Podcast. I have been waiting to talk to Dr. Cheng He for so long. He is a practitioner in Wisconsin, and we share the same orthomolecular rep. And so I've been hearing little snippets of, of the history and the legacy that Dr. Her has been leaving in La Crosse, Wisconsin. And so I'm just excited to finally have this opportunity to bring this brilliant practitioner right here in this space so we can all learn about you. Welcome to the podcast. Dr. Laura, thank you so much. What a great opportunity for those um, who may not know about the dynamic. I will share right away that I have admired you from afar for a long, long time. Uh, oh. As I was transitioning away from the classic allopathic practice, I wanted to see what it would feel like. And probably like you, there was a moment of sheer terror when you take oh, that step. Absolutely. Then, then I saw I have colleagues sort of in the same pedigree, as it were, who have done it with courage, with creativity with dynamism and a huge load of trust. Yes. And so that, that yes. that's been a, a huge motivator. Uh, that is, yes, you speak about this so well because you, you lead with your own passion and your own values. And right before we got on air, I love what you shared about your practice and your clinic is not static. It's dynamic and it's going to ebb and flow. And you approach that not with fear and trepidation, but with flexibility and curiosity, which is such a mark of a creative entrepreneur, physician. And so I just love that you dive in and, and I'd like to hear more of your story. So why don't you walk our listeners through your journey and, and what your clinic looks like now? Well, thank you very much. I'll try to be as, as succinct and powerful as I can. So um, not like yourself, I'm classically trained in family practice, did full scope for almost uh, 15, 20 years. Uh, and then probably like a lot of our listeners and our fellow practitioners who made the switch or at least expanded the horizons, uh, very personal things have happened to me to um, uh, highlight the uh, perhaps now that I see vast gaps in my skill set. Uh, so on the one hand, as a practitioner, I really thought I was the stuff coming out of medical school. You know what you know, uh, and you're going to go out and save the world. And don't I'm still doing that. I just feel more now that I have access to tools, not all the tools, because there's there's tons out there, but I have the capacity to ask the questions and to really act on my curiosity uh, and to be to feel safe about that. And so the flip side is, was he unsafe at his previous practice? I don't think so. I just felt in many ways, not caged, but um, we're part of a, a larger system. And this is just a reiteration of what we all, in some way, shape, or form, have thought about. And so as a classically trained FP, um, doing, doing obstetrics, hospital care, until we switched to the uh, separation of hospitalists and ambulatory care, um, I also uh, bided some time um, in Madison while my, my, my late wife was getting her training. And so I did an additional two-year population health master's. Um, at that time, I thought I would do some really, you know, powerful research, determinants of health and all those things that drive. And so that's still part of my DNA, so to speak. Uh, and then uh, there was a huge inflection point. It took, well, the inflection point took about seven years for it to really literally push me out the door. And so lots of things came. COVID was part of it. And my youngest going off to college, that was my metric. Once my baby is off to college, I need to start figuring something out because I want to land flat-footed emotionally, professionally. And so this is it. And so I always knew that I needed some sort, not an escape plan, but an alternative plan. And so functional medicine literally fell on my desk. We get those mailers all the time. 
And so I got a bunch. And it was one that for some reason I just kept on my desk. And I thought, well, this sounds curious. And so I it's it collected dust for a while. And one day I remember I was eating watermelon too quickly and I chipped my tooth. Oh no. You know, in between you're you're trying to rush to see patients, you maybe have three minutes to eat something, and I'm pounding watermelon and I bite the fork and chip, and I'm like, oh rats. So I, I go to attend it and I see this card as if it's staring me in the face. And it was the Institute for Functional Medicine invitation for the um, advanced practice um in um uh, functional that medicine. That hooks everybody. That hooks everybody. <laughs> it hooks everyone. And I think there was uh, the it, it was it was divine, right? Stop eating your watermelon too quickly, pay attention, and this is what you need to do. So I resolved to do that. And um, I thought, well, I just dip my toes in a little bit, do a couple of modules. And then I thought, yep, shoot, jump in, yep. do the whole certification thing, get it done. And with the help of my in-laws and my family, and they'd watch the kids, I'd take CME courses in the evenings. And so fast forward to, wow, it's almost been five years now since certification. So we have the credentialing uh, all set up. And then I'm thinking, Ooh, I, I need I need something more concrete. So did a couple of business courses. I knew nothing about that because I knew enough. Right. I can't just step out with compassion and love and excitement. I need something rock solid right. to step into. You know, I got to be able to talk to the bank in a language that doesn't make me look like I'm totally oblivious. Yep. So so working through that was an un, unknown joy, actually. I really, really enjoy it. That's awesome. Don't tell anyone this, but I really, really enjoy it because you're, you're, you're a clinician, but you're also a small, a small business person. Right. And I, I never thought, I actually was so grateful that I finished med school and thank God someone would hire me because I didn't want to deal with any of the business stuff. Now, I love it. I love yep. it. Learn to love what you hate, actually. And it makes you more powerful and passionate. <laughs> it's like, it's yeah. like the Krebs cycle, right? The Krebs, yes. <laughs> Krebs cycle, my nemesis. It is now my best friend. And so right? you look at it long enough, it really, um, it serves, it serves. And so um, we, I, I elected to stay in this region. The original market research and the plan was to go up to the the suburbs of the twin cities i have family up in that area uh but uh, as fate would have it we have friends in the area who said before you leave maybe you should talk to this person and my business partner and colleague um uh, if i may name drop chad schultz is a chiropractor great guy i met with him and the first few minutes i thought man this guy's we're simpatico. He's thinking like i'm thinking and he he was looking for a functional medicine provider and he bought attractive land he said look if you want in, you're in. I thought, wait a minute, this is our first date. I have to think about this a little bit. <laughs> awesome. So I'll get a good side. We're uh, five, seven years into this business partnership. I am 3,500 square foot footprint on about four times the space. So my, my friend, Chad Schultz has a middle unit. And then we have a colleague on the other side who's in insurance um, sales. So there's the business piece. And so I jumped in just before the lumber prices skyrocketed with COVID. So we said, let's do it. And we did it. And so we're in this beautiful space. We designed it from the ground up. Nice. So we saved on the the, the design costs because we were with the same company. We just had different sort of stylistic preferences. And so it saved on a lot, a lot of uh, potential uh, resources being used up. And so the space is critical for this particular guy because I think I created something that I want to step into, that I would like to. And again, it's a very egocentric approach, but it, but it's necessary. I it's think. necessary. Right? It's a way for me to express myself. Yes. And if I can't feel good in this space, I mean, people are going to feel it. 
If I feel absolutely, I think that yeah. reflects, and that's a, a self-expressive act for you to embrace that. So many times, where we're siloed in conventional medicine, that we just have to accept whatever branding and marketing is on the walls. We right. we can't put our own art up there or, or make it our own. And what you've done is literally been the building of your own personality out, in, and so that you love that space. It's your it's your second home. It's your it's your it's basically it really showing your patients and everybody who you are and your North star and your values and your passion. And that's what every space should be. I think that's amazing that you were able to do that. I, tell me more about how this is shaping up for you. Well, um, I love to eat. So you may think that it's not uh, important, but our, our um, crown jewel is our teaching kitchen. So people literally walk right in and, we're not meant to confuse people. We throw people off a little bit. They're expecting what sure. they might expect in a clinic, but we have, a, I, I may humbly say a beautiful functional kitchen and we have our waiting area, which is our living room. We don't have a desk that people have to Love come it. up to and wait and take a number. We really try to minimize barriers. And so people are thrown off at, at first, but it's, it's uniform that when folks, at least those who express themselves as when, when they leave the clinic, they say, Oh my goodness, I feel, so much better. And so it's not that the work is done before us, but we we emote through our space. We create a vision and a mission in the way things feel. And um, I'm I'm not a design specialist or an architect specialist, but I know what I like. I know what makes me feel good. The 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 wood, the metal, the glass, we arrange it a certain way. And to a certain extent, I have to give props to the design build team that worked with me. I build curves into this the the space. Because it's very easy to do right angles. And I knew that we needed some some change. In yes, that. some yin and, so, and yang energy, some balance. Absolutely. We wanted the feng shui to have a specific feel. Yes. We wanted the energy not to leave the front door and go right at the back. And so we created a little jaunt in the hallway so that energetically things would flow into this particular room. And so we use mirrors. So people subliminally have to look at themselves. This is... A journey within. And so I'm a huge, huge fan of Joseph Campbell's uh, Theory with a Thousand Faces, uh, the great philosophers. I mean, Carl Jung, all those things. My, my background was psychology in undergrad. And so that's always stuck with me. How do we create a language that doesn't necessarily mean you have to make a sound? So the language of space, of hospitality, of compassion, that's built into a space. And I don't think you have to have an advanced degree in art appreciation to feel that when you walk in. It's like you, you go home to your mother and father's house. It's not your home anymore, but there is a beautiful echo there. And yes. so I think about the kitchen. I was scolded and forgiven in the kitchen. I was loved. I grew in the kitchen. I was the self-declared food taster in my mother's kitchen, former fat kid. You know, I would sit and the excuse would be, well, I'll help you. And then she would say, well, how, how does this taste? And I would give her opinions about that. And, <laughs> and so it's very egocentric. That's where my heart lives. And so I know that's where healing is. And you go to any gathering, people gather around the hearth. It's the kitchen. And so there's layers to it. And we don't mean to sort of shove it down people's throats, but that's where we express ourselves. And functionally, that's where our group dynamics are going to build around. We're going to do teaching classes. We're going to build group events, we're going to have very specific group events. And so that's where our heart is, is resting. Right now, we're three years in, we're toddling along a little bit. You know, the, the, uh, the attorneys feeling good about where we are, my banknotes 
you know, thinning down. Yep, I'm yep. feeling good, but ultimately this small 3,500 square foot and now uh, outside we've added more space. We did some landscaping with an outdoor kitchen eventually. So we're all about food and food is medicine, sociogenomics, you know, the, the connection, all those things that for those who are initiated in functional medicine, of course, but for those who aren't, all they need to consider is be with people, learn to connect, eat delicious food. I, you know? It's so brilliant because what you're helping others see and hear as they're listening, you know, from practitioners across the world, trying to put their own claim to the brand of functional medicine that they can deliver. And you've highlighted this so effectively that it oh. isn't one way. It is expressing mm -hmm. your greatest strength and really leading with that. Because when you are stepping into your own zone of genius and your own passion, like you said, it emotes right through you and people feel that. I can't tell you how many times, I'm sure this happens in your clinic as it does in mine. People walk in and they literally just feel better. And I yes. almost feel like a charlatan because I didn't do anything and they say <laughs> oh i feel great I, just such a healing energy here and that Absolutely. is not something you can hide it is it's coming from your pores it's coming from who you are and that's yeah. the true essence of healing which I agree. as we get very measured in science which there is reason for that but we have to account for the art of medicine that sometimes providing a healing atmosphere and just a communal space where people can see each other and the mirrors are brilliant all these little elements that you've intentionally placed in your space have got to provide this wonderful healing atmosphere i, I love that you've done that so oh, thank you for practitioners out there you know that might still need a little bit of courage to say wow this sounds amazing um i've got a few ideas um what would you say is the most challenging thing that that might be a bottleneck for a lot of these functional practitioners listening you know functional medicine is complicated right the krebs mm -hmm. cycle is complicated so yes. what would you say is the biggest learning point for you to make it easier for you to, to deliver the kind of functional medicine that you want to deliver um that's an easy response and they didn't didn't come easily but um so when I started, I was effectively the only person outside. I was literally stepping over contractors while I was walking people in. And it wasn't unsafe. There weren't cords, you know, electrical cords around. But <laughs> keep it simple and fundamental. And so this is not the trade secret. Uh, when I trained with IFM, as you did, there were so many beautiful tools. And I thought to myself, what am I going to do? Oftentimes I'll say, how do you capture all the celestial bodies in the heavens? and make something that's actionable and doable as you translate it intellectually into a process and a system then this person and or and their care person would want to 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 take and move forward with so i've had great mentors tell me what are the fundamental things that you feel are most important and so in this clinic everyone who comes through gets an hpa access analysis everyone gets uh, sort of a, a stool test. We want to make sure we get a good look at their microbiome. We want to see what's going on. And to a large extent, everyone's going to get some sort of functional nutrigenomics. It's either a urine organic acid, or now I have a lovely phlebotomist who's fantastic. We can we can add some uh, some blood sampling. So we could do that. We we don't throw out the whole net. Uh, there are some people who come who've already come from functional medicine doctors and they know their stuff and they're asking for specific things we've been able to build out a repertoire for example we just talked about genetic testing that's not that's anything we, we we offer right away but maybe down the line if we can't get at a particular fundamental component this is true upstream root cause medicine. yes and in yes. the 
almost three years that we've been doing this, just off the top of my head, 70 to 80% of folks have substantial gains with just these very modest, fundamental elements. And it's, it's reiterative, you know, yes. depending on how they do, what the yes. circumstances are that brought them here. Are they able to adapt to their relationship? What's going on at home? What's going on with their nutrition? So that's where our coaches come in. I oftentimes see, I, I, I picture myself, I don't know if our audience is old enough, but uh, the Wizard of Oz, right? I'm the wizard behind the curtain. I, I don't want to be the first face or the first voice that people will see and hear. My team, by design, are the ones who receive them. My coach is the, the first person that they contact verbally. Uh, my uh, laboratory specialist, our phlebotomist, our vagus nerve specialist, she's the one who helps we together put together a lab profile. And then theoretically, folks don't actually see me in the office till round three. So by design, I don't want them to come and see the authority. I don't want in any way for them to think they have to come and prostrate themselves at the ultra-functional medicine here. I really want to take it bit by bit and watch them get empowered all the way through. So when they, by the time they come see me, I'm really just a circuit builder. This is what your HP access looks like. These are my recommendations. It could include this, this, and that. Let's put something together that's safe for you and that has some really, really good potency for you. This is what your gut looks like. And this is what your, let's just say, your organic acids uh, looks like or your Hashimoto's panel or your uh, hormone analysis looks like. So it, it, it's whatever they like. But I really want to be third touch point. And that's the key. And so for our colleagues who are thinking, how do we do this? Keep it focused and simple. And that's going to get you so far. I've told my staff, I tell myself, we're going to have to be mindful when we hit that ceiling. And there's some days we feel it. We're rubbing shoulders. There's people coming in and out. We have to, first and foremost, take care of ourselves. We're only as good as we are to ourselves. And I'm not, this is not just lip service. Our Fridays are off. Our Fridays, I want folks to go home, tend to themselves, cook that delicious meal, throw a load of laundry in, walk the dog instead of busting through the weekend so they just come back next Monday. It's built into their benefits. So I love that. It sounds like your values are solid. Your values have such a great foundation that not only are you expressing this and how you take care of your patients, but like you said, you're asking your staff to follow through. It reminds me of the Patagonia. Maybe it's Patagonia. There's a company, you know, always make time for surfing. So if the tide is good, they allow their employees to go out and surf, right? Absolutely. And, I mean, this is important. In, in my staff, I tell them, you know, we have to plan for play days first in the calendar. Every it's built in their benefits package. You have right. days off that you plan yeah. because you want this. Um, and yes. this is so incredible that you've built this method. And again, for those listening, look at all the different ways that functional medicine can be delivered. Absolutely. You know, we are in communities that are challenged. In, in the Midwest, it's still relatively new what functional medicine even is. Mm -hmm. And that is a, a term I think we're all stumbling over, even as practitioners, because we all have our own interests. And I love that you've made it simple and mm -hmm. not gotten bogged down with all the details. It's sort of like the playbook from Terry Walls. That's where I started learning. Yes. She, just, she just had the VA and she would just do VA, you know, whatever basic labs were allowed, and she'd walk people through the, the matrix themselves. And I thought, this is brilliant. Why are we making it complicated? You know, precisely. People, precisely. Yeah, people heal just from learning. And I think awareness is curative. And when you start looking at your own habits and your thought habits and your movement habits, your eating habits, you start to heal without even going deeper. And by the time they see you, you're like you said, you're the circuit fixer. You start to yeah. look at all the little things.
Hey, if you're a functional and integrative practitioner and you're curious, how can you expound and level up on your mission and vision and passion to deliver the kind of healthcare you have envisioned? We've got you here. I'm doing a pop-up workshop. I don't do these often. I can't even think of the last time I did this, but I've gotten so many requests and messages about how to design a three-tier functional medicine membership. Especially inside this interview, you'll hear Dr. Her talk about how groups are important, how we need to continue to be adaptable and flexible to meet patients where they are at, either in cost or in value or in medical need. And a three-tier membership is exactly what can help you. So in this pop-up shop, it's only $29. It's November 8th from 6 to 7.30 central time in the evening. And you're going to get access to understand exactly how to build a three-tier membership offering. You'll pick from my idea bank of over a hundred different choices and you'll customize your own three-tier system. You'll learn how to launch your own comparison chart because you'll have access to these as well as a profit calculator. So you can play with numbers all day long. But what I love most about membership is it enhances your patient's knowledge and meets them where they're at. It helps devise respectful boundaries because certain patients might only need a lower or middle or high tier. Your services will be more impactful. You'll be valued for your time. You'll be appropriately compensated and your patients will learn to be self-reliant. But my best and most favorite part about this is you never feel like a salesperson on these discovery calls. When people are asking about your services, now you have three different options to choose from, and it helps promote that transparency and integrity in your offerings. So I hope you join me. The link will be below if you're listening or on my website. It is the Membership Magic Workshop where you get to design your own three-tier functional medicine membership. Only $29, November 8th, and I hope to see you there. I love this. Um, tell me more about how your clinic works, because these are great ideas for those that are curious on different models. Tell sure. me something else that you're proud of that you are doing now that maybe wasn't there five years ago. Well, let's see here. Um, so we're moving forward more earnestly with building groups. Uh, ultimately, that's going to be what we're going to do. Yes. Um, number one, because we can reach more people, uh, we can still maintain and probably increase our value meaning value, perceived value from our clients. In other words, we could see five individuals give the powerful uh, dialogue or monologue or, or interchange that we would with one person. Uh, and that is uh, cost efficient. Uh, it uses my, my staff's time well because they're using not canned responses, but we have very specific, important touch points that we review that after a while, my team gets so good at it just rolls off the tongue. And so it's not an, an inefficiency thing or that they're getting burned out, but we can see more people without diluting the value of what we bring. And so we're, we're building that earnestly. We have in our kitchen, a monitor, we can um, run through sample tests, we can ask questions, which these are the same questions that come back and again and again and again. And so we're building groups and that's the next, not even frontier, it's just a matter of time. So what we're doing is we're setting up our own capacity. What I don't want to do is quote unquote advertise for groups and then we are understaffed or we're not we're not sharp. I mean, there's going to be some growing pains. There always is, but we want to be as prepared as possible. And so my coach has taken it upon herself to really build out a workflow for the groups. And so that will look like will be flavored by our vision and mission. We always go back to what is our vision? What is our mission? And it's 
you know, it's a little bit um, of a directive because that's what I developed years ago with my kids as the focus group. But what does this sound like? And wh- wh- what am I going to do with this? And so that is clearly what we've imprinted on, or I've, I've encouraged my staff to imprint on. And so that's going to drive our vision and mission for the group visits. Uh, and that's going to expand to certain modules. It may be we do a group session on just HPA access. I mean, for folks like us, that's our language. We speak it. But for someone, it's brand new. And yep. so I have to think about, you know, right, keeping it simple, keeping it powerful and actionable. That's the key. Those are three things. Um, for example, uh, our first module will probably be the stress module uh, and how we do that. Everyone deals with that. And then we move on to a gut and we'll rotate these modules throughout the year so people can come back. I know that for me, I love going back to my IFM stuff. It's it's wonderful to kind of review that and feel, hey, some of that's sticking a little bit longer, right? Yes. I'm going through these discussions a little bit more quickly and it's it's part of my psyche now. Yes. But I'd love to go back and just massage those because it reminds me of those days when I was like, oh, if I leave, what's going to happen? Uh, you know, manage my insurance through my work is gone. What am I going to do? Got a cobra between now and then. All those real things. And my kids depend on me and our dog needs, right? The vet to take a look at her. You know, so all those things, they're, they're very real. And they kept me up a lot of nights. But it wasn't out of fear so much as it was transformation. I imagine yeah, it's a like, challenge you know, that, yeah, you challenge. wanted to. Yeah, yeah. I this knew in my heart that this is a success. It's No one can tell me it's not going to be. And so I already know because functional medicine is alive. It's an organism. I get to plug in mm-hmm. and add my little piece to this beautiful change. Absolutely. Um, it's a signature approach. And what I love is so many different voices, but the same harmony in the choir. So, you know, exactly. looking at, you know, change makers like Dr. Jeff Geller, who does the International Integrative Center for Group Medical Visits. I just attended his conference a few weeks ago. And just the ideas around groups are so amazing because there's no two group sessions closed or open cohort. There's so many different ways to run groups that it's a fun sandbox to play in as a practitioner when in inside a conventional insurance model, we're a little more restricted. Yeah, there's there's groups, but it's a little different rule set. And as an entrepreneur, you get to play and say, okay, you know, how do I want to run this? Do I want a curriculum? Do I want it closed or open? Do I want this to be drop-in sessions and just do a, you know, answer your questions? All of these are valid. I mean, and personally, my community, it's it's been fun to see how it evolves. I've been doing it even before COVID. So we're on this itch now. I call it the seven-year itch where, you know, my, <laughs> yeah. my coach and I are looking at how can we change it up now? You know, we've surveyed our community and, and listened to their needs. And, and that's the true organic growth that you're going to love with those group visits. Um, yeah, so absolutely. I just love the idea of the teaching kitchen and people getting a peek into that and having this ability to reach more, you know, like you said, it's a better use of your time. Um, when are you, what is like your most exciting part of group visits that you're thrilled about delivering? The eating. Uh Of course. (laughs) Really? I mean, so folks don't have to come just to eat, but we've taken some basic culinary skills, right? We don't make any presumptions. How how do you hold a chef's knife without lobbing off a finger, right? So five basic skills, five ingredients. That's our mantra. How do you hold the knife? How do you prep garlic? What's a vinaigrette basic vinaigrette com- composed of. And then they take that, not unlike our model, they take that and build it and add to it. And then they create their own. Not unlike your approach, our joy is going to be so infectious. They can't help but get better. And everyone eats, right? 
That's if someone wants to come in and know what knows what um, glutathione does, we'll tell them what's in the black garlic. But if someone doesn't know or doesn't care, they can just enjoy the black garlic and the, the gluten-free pasta that we made. You know, so we we're coming up with menus that will digitize my my would-be videographer, my son, who's <laughs> I love the guy. He's just so busy. But you know, he, we're, we're gonna film me actually making these Telos recipes. And we've begun crafting that. So they'll be just be free. These log on to our website. They can just download it. Not on like a quick TikTok or something. Quick and fast. This is what it is. Uh, and not because people's attention spans are short, but you know, I'm aware of what my marketing team tells me, how many, how much time do people spend on the website, what's what's exciting to them. But I, I don't want to just be gimmicky. I really want to be substantive. How do you hold a knife? And my hope is that one med one group will be a meditation on sharpening knives. Just how, just listening to the sound of the blade on the whetstone. How does that help with vagal tone? What does that yes. do? And so there's so many things. So the kitchen has so many opportunities that we have yet to explore. I, I just know that it's about the food. And we've done some pilot groups, well, one uh, with our, our Hashimoto's group, and it was it was wildly popular. And so that was just a beta test. And we're like, whoa, that was really something. So, okay, easy, because we're not quite ready for that. Folks heard about it, and their friends wanted to come to it. And then we had a couple of patients come to the clinic because of that. And it was already established patients. We wanted to, to do something that was thyroid-centric, you know, where you get selenium in your food, how do you prepare this? We did a little talk on Dr. Hashimoto and the history of that. And that was hugely fulfilling. But we knew that back then that was probably a little premature for us to do something. But we have a template that, that we would do. And, and so, so yeah, it's the eating. That's the fun part. And it's um, the culinary skills. And we're not trying to teach people to get Michelin stars. We're just teaching them some fundamental stuff. And we don't assume anything. Some people may come in, you know, retired chefs. Other people may not have ever smelled what broccoli smells like in the grocery store. So we we, we create a level playing field. And we welcome all. And so we know that that's going to be a hit. We just have to sort of make sure that we have the infrastructure to support that. Thus, seasonally, we have an outdoor kitchen that's coming next, hopefully next spring. And so our landscaping is part of that. So we can seasonally double our space and have events outside too. And from, from a business perspective, we can rent this for other groups. My intention eventually is to perhaps someday soon do corporate level, executive level health so we can get CEOs, CEOs come in and have them cook for their staff. I mean, it's not new, it's novel enough, but it would be a great team building. And so, and oh so gosh, we do it yeah. ourselves. Yeah, that's a no, wonderful corporate plan, wonderful corporate wellness plan to, you know, almost like undercover boss, you have the CEOs, you know, cooking for their staff. And yeah. I think that's a great leveler to yeah. learn, you know, about the nutrition inside our food and how food is medicine. And you've made it fun and inter yeah. interactive and collaborative. Yep. So it's kudos to you. I mean, I think in a short time, you've really expounded upon your passion and your vision to oh. levels that is admirable. Where do you Thank see yourself you. in five? or 10 years in five to ten years all right so i have a five-year plan from now so in five years um we will have a nutritionist on staff fully running just an independent nutritional piece uh spliced into what we do but we will offer that because there's some people come in who are just dipping their toes in they're not ready to take a bite out of what we offer with with regard to our comprehensive testing our supplement design program, our coaching packages, but folks who just want to dip their toes in in a safe place. And so a coach will be fully on staff, he or she, depending. 
will be doing some weekend events and some nighttime events. So that's one piece. Another element uh, in the next five years is that um, I think the natural progression is I've had colleagues ask me, how did you go from here to here? So I just registered an LLC to do something that was more legally separate from my current business, as it were, so I could actually coach folks. Real simple, just some fundamentals. I already developed a business plan. Why do they have to build it again? And again, it doesn't have to be Telos. My, my idea isn't to franchise us, but to give them the scaffolding and the bones to kind of see how it would, would help them. And so we would offer that eventually. The third piece is to not let go of my clinical role. I've designed this to be small because I won't let go of the clinical interaction. I've had colleagues who have done several iterations of practices and uniformly they said, if it gets too big, you end up being a manager. Mm -hmm. So what I don't want to necessarily do is be a manager. I, I'm, I'm happy to do it now, uh, but I think any more than that, and then I would lose my passion because my passion is seeing someone in the office side by side with them, prepping food, talking to them about what's going on with their relationships. Um, so that is the piece. So number one uh, is to have a nutritionist on staff. Hopefully that's within the next year or two. We have a couple of individuals interested. We just need to figure out how it's going to look like, whether they're contracted or whether they're employed. So that's inevitable. And I know it's vital. It's hugely vital. Um, the second piece is to flesh out this new component or this sister business, which is our, our teaching academy, which can subsume we have local students who have really really enjoyed shadowing with us so i'm like you i'm from a training program so my love in academic medicine is to teach interns residents fellows and so to a certain extent uh when the, when that becomes available we will we would love to invite the local uh students uh, whether high schoolers or we have wonderful universities here so we've already had several requests for internships which is not quite set up to do 500 some hours of internship but eventually we will set up to do that and that'd be in my other academic oriented business um and then my gosh that's I lost amazing myself. you have yeah. like 10 lives you're, you're like a cat with like 10 million lives i love that you're you're firing on all cylinders all the time oh my goodness this has been amazing just the oh. the wisdom the passion the excitement the enthusiasm you can obviously tell that you are in your chapter of your life that is literally an expression of everything you know in your personality and what you enjoy about medicine and you're changing lives you're catalyzing transformation in healthcare every day so it's an honor to be in that same space with you i i really appreciate what's one last thing that you'd like our listeners to know where can they where can they learn more about you so we have a modest website um that's something that um for better or worse i learned and i built it years ago and so um, I haven't been tending to that garden as well, but but there's little bits of pearls there that might be of some import. That's that's something that folks can, you know, they can kind of start to probe. Um, I love talking with colleagues. And so my Fridays are off expressly to take care of the administrative stuff, you know, meetings with my attorneys and so forth. But secretly, it's my secret magic spot so I can talk with colleagues. I invite folks to come to our space. This is not showing off, but you can come and feel, not to overwhelm you, but to just see that your passion can literally be created in real space and time. And it doesn't have to be huge, it can be small. It doesn't have to be grandiose or with all sorts of the five elements in the room, but the feel. So 
to, to generate that in someone else is to be able to know what's in you first. And so you probably heard this and I might just totally wreck it, but I have to quote and give credit to one of my mentors, Dr. David Rakel at University of Wisconsin. I remember as a stubborn, obstinate resident under his tutelage, he's, oh, he said, you're the medicine. And I never got that because I was too busy running in between. But it's your kindness. It's your compassion. Right? If you don't know, you can at least be kind. Right. And that kindness isn't a weakness. That kindness isn't a fallback. It's not a resignation. It is the greatest connector. It's what a sort of mutual emergence comes from. It's that space, that ethereal space where love and compassion exist. You can't grab love. You just know it when you feel it. So you're the medicine. And I tell my staff that you just happen to be very skilled at what you do. But folks are going to remember how they felt when they're with you. Everything else is powerful. We don't want to compromise the logistics of what we, the value of the quality of the products that we bring, whether it be lab tests or our, our, our dietary plans, but you're the medicine. And so you're the medicine, Dr. Laura. We're, we're the medicine Beautiful. and we're privileged to be in this space. Yes. People emote and express in this way. So find what's in your pack, or I would say, remember what you were here for and let that flow because you can't lose. That That's a winner every single time. Right, dot will be there. I suppose reservations and trepidation will be there, but courage—that is the beginning of so many things. And so, see it, and it becomes yes. real. Oh, so eloquently stated, and I am not shocked at all that this is probably one of my favorite interviews. I mean, you are oh, going to be a lighthouse, a beacon of encouragement and hope and excitement that hopefully will just light up everybody that's listening that yes, you can make your ideal and your dream practice and the way that you want to express yourself in this healthcare world, your story is not over. There are many chapters you can write and there are many times that you can have fun with all of this, just like you have demonstrated. Thank you so much for spending your time with me, Dr. You're so Hertz. welcome. You're so welcome, Dr. Lott. It's been a pleasure. Oh Thank my goodness. You. Yes. I will put all of your information in the show notes. And if you are listening, uh, please share this episode with a colleague who could hear and who it could use some of this encouragement because we are all changing and catalyzing healthcare transformation. And we all need boots on the ground, artists on the landscape, singers in the choir. We need everybody there, all the cooks in the kitchen. Here, here. Your favorite, right? Um, so continue coloring outside the lines and thank you for listening and have a great day. Hey, have you visited the Catalyst Way yet? It's an online hub designed just for you, where we spark your creativity, passion, and flow to build your own self-expressive medical career. There's so much to explore inside the Catalyst Way. If you're a functional medicine practitioner, check out our Catalyst Studio Mentorship, your gateway to membership micropractice, with everything you need to grow and scale your functional medicine business, including private mentor sessions, masterminds, access to quarterly legal lounges, and much more. Or peek inside the world's first digital subscription delivery box service that delivers monthly content to make your functional medicine clinic run effortlessly, including customizable infographics, SOPs, templates, and hand-selected mastermind recordings. 
Or maybe you just want some entertaining and useful CME. You'll find that at the Catalyst Reclamation CME online course. You'll learn neuroscience behind burnout, embrace flow, master your calendar, fortify boundaries, and transform your burnout into boundless energy and joy using our three-step AHA method. It's approved for 10 hours of AMA Category 1 CME. Use the code PODCAST for 10% off. And because I'm a practical mom of three, guess what? The Catalyst Way also has tons of freebie content too. My favorite is the Catalyst Compass Quiz, which matches you to an ideal jumpstart strategy to find your spark. But I also love the free Catalyst Calendar Time Management System and Functional Micropractice Checklist. It's all here at the Catalyst Way. Visit drlarasalier.com forward slash catalyst to start coloring outside the lines. We're creating empowered, self-expressive clinicians as catalysts who lead healthcare transformation. Are you a catalyst? Visit drlarasalier.com forward slash catalyst now. Thank you for listening and subscribing to the Catalyst Podcast. My vision is a world without burnout, and my mission is to teach 1 million medical professionals how to tap into creativity and flow to increase joy and well-being. We all deserve a medical career that is self-expressive, unique, and creative. You can help by signing up for my newsletters. One of my highest values is gratitude, so I love giving back. And each newsletter is gamified. The more you share, the more you win. It's easy to sign up. Just go to drlarasalier.com forward slash win. Thank you for coloring outside the lines with me.